Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. I'm Kat. I'm Billy. And, and this, this is Friendship and Unlearned also. Yes, I wasn't sure if I were to add myself. No, it, well, this is great. We're keeping okay. it. Let's do it live. <laughs> Perfect. That was awesome. And the theme this week is... Oh, um, no. Um, yeah, it's okay to say the theme is talking, talking to, to people, people of color. Yeah, we're talking to black people. Okay, I mean... Cool. Oh. <laughs> As long as you guys say it's okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. So it is okay to say that? Yes. People yes. of color. Yes, that's what I meant to say. And you're sure. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm getting less sure it. by the second, but let's do it. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hello to everybody. Um, as you may have noticed, that we have additional friendshippers this week. We've invited our, our good friends, uh, Billy and Kat, on the podcast. They were so uh, gracious to come on because every now and again on Friendshipping, we'll get some questions that are just beyond our ability to answer. Um, so Billy and Kat are of the Unlearn podcast, which is a podcast that focuses on unlearning all of the garbage that society has taught you and to uh, think more deeply about the biases that you have. So they are the perfect people to discuss our questions that revolve around race, people of color, and blackness in America. So if the two of you could give a little short intro of yourselves, that'd be wonderful. Tell, tell us about you, Kat. I am the founder and co-host of Unlearned, um, which you just heard about. And I am a queer black woman, Chicago native. I'm a career coach. And yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. Awesome. That's wonderful. Jen, tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? What's your podcast I, like? Where are you from? Here's what you need to know about me. I'm white. Trin and I are white. <laughs> I know you can't tell because this is a podcast, but Trin and yes. I are roughly the color of hospital bed sheets. Well, Trin is. I'm, wow. like a, I'm, like, I'm like a stained hospital bed sheet that's been slept in. And that's all you need to know for this episode. Just like a, just a, a not, not a crisp one. I, I don't know. <laughs> I but mean, I mean, like, I don't isn't know. that what skin is? Like you're kind of the color of pee no matter what you do. Oh, we're starting. The, we're starting at the. We're starting from the ground up. No what is skin? Billy, tell us about you. Hi. Uh, wow. Hi. My name is Billy. Uh, Bill Bullock, or whatever you want to call me, as long as it's not William. Never William. Um, Billy R. Bullock. That's me. I am an entertainer and a obviously a podcaster in Chicago. I'm born here. I'm, and and yeah, you're. I know you can't tell because it's a podcast that. But I'm white. It's like yeah, but no one could tell for sure that I was black on my podcast unless my podcast was about being black and I said the n word a bunch of times, which I do. Uh, so if you want to listen to that, it's a good time. Yeah, I'm a stand up comic, an actor, and all around good guy. Yeah, a musician, a dancer, a podcaster. I do a lot of different things. So right. now let's talk about um, you know systematic oppression. So um, sure. <laughs> That's a smooth segue. That's how I so do smooth. here on the Friendship Podcast. Jen, you know, it is tradition that you read the first question. Would you like to do that? Hell yeah. Let's get into this. All right. Okay. Everyone strap in. Dude, I'm doing like some stretches. <laughs> hey there, friendshippers. As you know, it's a really scary time in the country right now, and I really want to support my people of color friends and be a better person about race things in general. 
but I feel like I keep seeing otherwise well-meaning white people making really bonehead mistakes that cause more harm than good. What are some common white people fuck-ups that I should be aware of in my quest to be less bad? Is there ever a point where I'll be not bad at this? Thank you, pronouns he, him. Can we start off with some well-meaning white people mistakes? Yeah. Touching black women's hair. Oh. Damn, you were, just, you were just I, like. Yeah. I just came back from Europe and they just don't respect personal space. Oh, yeah. I yeah. haven't talked to you about that. Well, <laughs> after the show. You know, it's interesting because I definitely think that's a well-meaning, boneheaded white yeah. person move. But this person, I feel like, is well-meaning enough that he wouldn't do that. Right. I really well, hope that that's let the me case. Be, let me be frank. Let me be frank. Okay. Okay. Well, well, be frank. Okay. Be we're frank. starting. Well, be Billy. We're starting. Really. <laughs> uh, we're starting. This is beginning. I don't know if you guys know, uh, you haven't listened to my podcast yet, or if you have, but this is, okay. Okay. I'm drinking coffee and beer, so. We get it. You're starting. Go. Oh, my God. Now you're drinking. If you're, you you set us up, and then you're like, hold on a second. I need you're, to take us away. You're going to be fine once I get there. Okay. Listen. <laughs> I don't fine. think it's that much of a well-meaning white person thing to do to walk up to another person and go like, hey, your body is so interesting to me. Can I touch it? You know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not a well-meaning thing. Like, that's, you're not, I'm not a fucking dog. Yeah. Like, not at the right. petting zoo. Right. right. Dude, yeah. Don't pet me. I understand that it is interesting to you because it is unknown, but like, <laughs> for real, don't pet people. Like, why would you pet any human. It's more like it's a common bad thing that people do mm-hmm. and rather than you're a well-meaning person and so you did this. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. otherwise well-meaning does not explain away that this is annoying for you to do. <laughs> like, it's kind of like saying, but I like their hair. Right. It's yeah. like, yeah, but yeah. that's not what, that yes. doesn't matter. But if someone, yeah, if you're like, but I like Cocker Spaniels and someone with a Cocker Spaniel <laughs> walks up to you and goes like, don't touch my fucking Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> Touch the goddamn Mona Lisa. Right. I know you like it, right. but that doesn't mean you should touch her face. Like, just, it's, <laughs> I think that so many people don't even think about the notion of why people say don't do that. It's like, it's like, well, why can't I touch black people's hair? Why do you want to? Right, right. <laughs> is the thing. Like, why do you think that that's something that should be okay? Mm-hmm. Where it wouldn't be okay with any other group of people. So think about it that way. Yeah. Should we do some other common white people mistakes? They don't have to be uh, well-meaning because probably none of these are. Well, <laughs> I mean, so I feel like somebody's saying, I don't see race. Oh, God. Which is not <laughs> yeah. a good oh, perspective to have. Or yeah. people are people to me. Right. Or I would elect Obama for a third term okay. if I could. <laughs> you know, I like, love that. But that's the thing is like, I feel like those are all, you are like at, so, okay. So, you know, when you go into college, this happened to me, you go into college and they can't let you into the hundred level math class. They're like, dude, you got to take 070 and 090 first. So that I, I failed. But anyway, <laughs> I feel like they're at like level 070 math here. It's mm-hmm. like, you've shown an interest that you care enough to think about it, but you haven't at all gotten over the, the hump. What do you think about that idea? Yeah, I mean, I think you haven't actually thought about it in any way other than the superficial way, like I said, mm-hmm. about like, I know I'm not supposed to do certain things X, Y, Z, but I really haven't even started to consider why. Like, that's the most important thing, I think. Right. Is like starting to think about like, why shouldn't I do this? Or why does it make someone uncomfortable There's to also, do this There's also like the self-congratulatory aspect to oh, all of yeah. those things. Mm-hmm. That's like, a really It good really point. makes you feel so good to be like, I don't see race. Or... <laughs> It doesn't bother me what people do during a football game. It's like, oh, well, good for you. I'm so glad you feel that way. Like, it's really about 
how you you want to be heard and seen scoring points. Mm-hmm. Right. I get it. As a listen, yeah. as a as a person who owns a penis, uh, <laughs> but not necessarily like a dude, like a man, like a genderqueer person, I definitely find myself talking to women, especially queer women, especially lesbians, and being like, I understand. I get. I get I'm putting my fists on my hips like Superman, <laughs> just so you, the audience knows. It's like, I get it. I'm not one of them. You know what I mean? And like, I mean to say like, we can have these conversations, but if you just say that and then you don't have any of the conversations after, it's like very superficial. Yeah, like you clearly haven't done the groundwork mm-hmm. after. It's like, it's like there's like, like five steps. I, I don't know the actual number. I'm just going to start thinking of the steps and counting them. Okay. It's like, you notice there's a problem. And they're on step one. Yep. <laughs> then step two is do any basic research at all about the problem. Yes. Right. Like Google it. And then three is like talk to your friends and people who are close to you about things and like actually like legitimately do something about Change it. Your yeah. Change I mean, your behavior? Change your behavior. I think we talked about this one time on our show, people saying like, I don't see race. And it's like, why not? Like, right. like what? Good for you. You don't have to. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> And that's the ultimate privilege. And I think that's such a way to show your privilege. So it's so casual and so convenient. I've worked hard. I've struggled too. Oh. I'm not pr- pr- privileged. Privileged. Yeah. Like the, I've heard this one many a time. Like the, the, the core misunderstanding of what actually the word privileged means, which is really access to resources. Right. Yeah. Like access to resources, the ability to like be seen as somebody who is innocent before guilty, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. What do you say to a person? So, like, I know what Jen and I would say to a person who uh, is like, I don't have privilege and they're a white person. We would say, okay, it's time for you to step aside and we're going to talk. We're going to, like, do this. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm going to punch you in the mouth with facts. (laughs) With facts. (laughs) Right. So if somebody was like, I am not privileged, I assume that your approach would be to be like, we're done with you. (laughs) It depends on the person. That's also true. I think it depends on how much of a loud, dumb person they're being, like a loudly wrong person. If they're using this tactic to like silence a thing that I'm saying about an issue that I care about and a a thing that I actually am knowledgeable about, and they're like, well, you can't say that to me because I don't have privilege. It's like, this is you demonstrating it. Right. Like you're silencing me (laughs) by completely negating my narrative with no actual reason thought. It's just like, hey, shut up, because I don't have this problem that you're describing. It's like, you're demonstrating it. There's also, like, so many different kinds of privilege and places where privilege totally. comes from. Yep. You know, like, we're specifically talking about race here, but, like, everybody in this room is able-bodied. And yes. it's all connected, too. That's yep. the other thing. I say this all the time. Just because you didn't grow up rich doesn't mean that you didn't get away with a lot of shit as a shitty teenager at the fucking convenience store stealing cigarettes when you were 16 and no one called the cops on you. They call the cops on people who look like me just for walking into the store. Right. Like walking into this building today, there's a group of people, oh, I won't the, say their name. Setting but they, up in the... Yeah, they're setting up in the, in the same building as us to do an event. And that event is ostensibly for like progressive politics or left-leaning politics. Two people out of the four people that were standing outside saw me get out of my car in the parking lot, walked toward the door, which was propped open, which I have a key to, by the way. And they were like looking at me like, is this guy supposed to, is he supposed to be walking? They didn't say anything to me, but I could, you know what I mean? Like I could tell them checking Mm -hmm. on me in a way that's like six other people probably have walked in the same exact way who did not have this skin color and you didn't even think twice about it. So like that right there is enough to say like, that's not a thing you've ever had to think about. That's privilege. You've never had to like think about what it would be like 
you parked in a fucking handicapped spot in, in a parking lot and you never had to think about being the type of person who gets to that place and needs that spot. Not just wants that spot because it's a nice thing to have, but physically need it to get where you're going. Like, I worked in an office one time, and I hated working there, so I would go to the bathroom for a long time. Uh, <laughs> and I used the the larger stall in the bathroom, and then they hired a person who was in a wheelchair and who had the same general use of the same bathroom as me, right? And someone had to send an email around that said, like, hey, use the other stall if it's open. There is a person who works here who needs that stall. And if you're using it, and they don't have any other option on this floor... And I was like, oh, shit, I never even thought about that fact. And I saw that person. You know yeah. what I mean? So it comes from all different kinds of places. Don't deny it just because this one specific thing makes you uncomfortable to have to acknowledge. We're talking about like a lot of different kinds of privilege here. But I think that one that is really specific to this situation is presumed innocence, right. particularly when you're talking about like Jen and I, like white women. So like one time I, uh, I like drove off of a... What are those things called when you're driving on the expressway? The road? No. <laughs> oh, she means street. Street? No. It's like, so you get on the on-ramp. Okay. Yeah, you get on the ramp. On-ramp. Exactly. Got it. Um, so I had like slid off the the ramp and um, and people, and it was, oh, yeah, it was a bit dangerous. Um, and people stopped. Like a ton of people would stop me like, are you okay? You okay? You okay? And I thought to myself that if I were... A man, and particularly a man of color, this would never fucking happen. People would be like, like the assumed guilt of, well, what did you do to get into that situation? Right. Like, and that's real. And the assumed, um, oh, well, she's just a precious little white woman. What's she going to do? Does she have a gun? Who cares? She probably can't shoot it. You know, that sort of thing. Which is of itself kind of like a benevolent side. sexism. Yeah, Benevolent exactly. sexism. Like. So so we could talk about, I mean, again, all this shit is connected. Like you think about that kind of stuff right. and it's like that contributes to misogyny and, and gender inequality as much as it contributes to racial inequality. So my partner is a white male. And after he just moved to Chicago and we were standing on the Milwaukee bus stop, I'm waiting for Milwaukee bus. And I don't, oh, we girl, were face to face talking. Yeah. We were just talking face to face. And these two white women pull over and they ask him, sir, are you all right? Do you need us to call the police? And then, and he's like, no, go away. This is my fiance. And so just like, again, I'm, I'm standing there with my fiance. It's all chill. And yeah, I'm, I'm guilty for standing. I'm <laughs> advised for standing Literally just existing. Yeah. Literally just existing. Near a white man. Right. <laughs> and that's all part of like implicit, implicit biases. Yes. It's like, um, and I think that that's what all of the 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 things we've just discussed yeah. are really a, are about is that right. people making judgments based on all of the garbage that they've been taught and fed since like birth. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and it's a thing you have to. This is okay. So this is a thing I've been talking about on our show since since Cat asked me to be a co-host. Thank you. Um, <laughs> There's something especially that we do in the Midwest where we just don't want to acknowledge the things that we do as as that are problematic yeah. as being problematic. And as long as we just don't ever acknowledge it, then it's OK. As long as no one calls us out on it, which they won't because no one calls anybody out on anything because we're all passive aggressive. Uh, <laughs> 
it's not a problem unless someone says it is, but you know when you've done something wrong. And if, and and the first step to you doing it better next time is acknowledging that you did it wrong that time. Like if you find yourself walking down the street and or or not even walking down the street. This happened to me recently. I was walking in a parking lot to a Jewel Osco and a woman was walking ahead of me going into the Jewel Osco and she looked back and then she saw me and I was like maybe 20, 30 feet behind her. And then she looked back again. And then she looked back a third time when we both got to the door of this grocery store. And I was like, why do you, what do you think I'm doing? Like, we're both going to the grocery store. I'm sorry that it looks like I'm following you, but you, we're lo- walking through to a parking a lot to a place. store. It's not like she was walking I, into her house. We're, right? both, we're going the same direction. I'm sorry. That will happen sometimes. Yeah. Right. Like, so, so, you know, that person probably thought about that later, I, I hope. But, like, just acknowledging that, like, that comes from somewhere. And just because nothing happened and I didn't yell at you and you didn't get in trouble or get hurt doesn't mean that nothing about that was bad. And you should think about that. You should be thinking about your bias. Why did I feel that way? What made me react that way to that human? Just acknowledging it is enough. Like, it's really just a start. Yeah, I think that that kind of answers this other person, this person's other question, which was, uh, will I ever not be bad at this? And if you are white, you will never fully understand the experience of not being white. Like, and stop. You just won't. So to ask, will I ever not be bad at this? Like, you will always have your bias and your privilege. It's it's like, what are you doing to fight it every day? You You certainly won't be good at it. Yeah, I don't know if you can. can, Can you be a good... Like, can you be a good privilege white person? Haver? Yeah, <laughs> privilege haver. Are you can be an ally, just like you can be an ally to any other yeah, marginalized you, you group. Can, you totally... can be an advocate and ally, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry about being good at it because that yeah. kind of sounds like yeah. you want to score points. Right. Yes. Right. Oh, good. That's a really yes. good point. Um, and I just wanted to like add a couple of other things Hell that yeah. you can do to be an ally. Um, definitely in a non attacky way and not attacky way just have a productive conversation with your loved ones when they say something that feels icky or just like seems remotely fucked up right um and you can just simply ask them why do they feel that way and Mm -hmm. have a conversation about it you don't need to like necessarily push your opinion but you can express it later on once you have a full understanding of how they came to like that presumption and how and why they feel that way yeah Every like Thanksgiving, every Christmas, I think it's really important to just imagine that conversation going down. And even the phrase like, what a weird thing to say. Yeah. Like you said something racist or you said something homophobic. Like having those words come out of you is just so good. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. just so. So this happens a lot with like. I think men need to do this more, mm-hmm. uh, especially straight oh, yes. men who hang out with other straight men. Yes. It's it, it just as, when, when somebody who is your friend does something that you don't agree with or like treats a person like in a way that you would never do in, in, your, per, in, your, in, in your face, just being like, man, that was not OK. That was like not an OK thing that you did. Like, that's all it has to be. And it will feel clumsy. It won't feel right. And maybe it'll feel right later. When it starts to sink in that you did something and stood up. But in the moment, you'll feel like, oh, I don't want to stir the pot. Or at least mm. that's how a lot of Midwesterners think. I yeah. think that's true. Yeah. I, uh, the other day, I was walking home uh, with my partner, my, my male partner. We were walking home from the bar to, or from dinner to our apartment. And there was a guy on the street getting rowdy. And he was like walking quickly and he was shouting at a woman who was like tying up her bike. 
And I don't know what, quote, thing she did, but I think she must have, like, gotten his way or something because he was shouting mean words at her. And I was glad that he was walking away. So, like, I was assessing, we were assessing the situation as we walked closer. Like, okay, is this, like, become physical? Is it verbal? And uh, as he was walking away, he turned around and went, shut up, you whore. And then I went, hey. (laughs) And uh, that's all that came out of my mouth. And then uh, my partner went, that was not cool. And then we afterwards were like, wow, we really told him. (laughs) Like, hey, that was not cool. And he was already gone before, like, we could even come up like with something. Like, he barely heard it. Yeah, but yeah. we were like, wow, well, we tried, sort of. Yeah, but fuck, <laughs> I mean, but fuck him. That's just as yeah. much for her as it is for him. Yeah, yeah thank you. That's also true. Thank you. Yeah, I, you have to acknowledge that that's not cool, even though afterwards I was like, wow, we uh, didn't really, real, real, really knifed him, really jabbed him <laughs> back there, said not cool. But so I think what this, how this relates to the question is the boneheaded white people thing to do is to let it pass. Right. And to not point it out. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, like, I mean, you, have more than one shot to do that. So if you have a really shitty conversation with somebody and you were in the moment and were just like, I don't, eh, eh, text them. Say like, dude, I remember that really garbage thing you said the other day and I think it's time to have this conversation. Yeah, or, you know, okay, here okay. we go. Bring it. I love yeah. it when you bring so, it home. So I've been doing this radical sincerity okay. thing that I, uh, that's <laughs> the thing that somebody else coined that I don't remember who it was, but like, it's just this thing where I'm like, I, in, especially in 2018 in Trump's America, I'm not going to add any more bullshit to the world if I can. Like, I'm not, I'm going to try and be sincere about a situation if I, if, if it is at all possible, even if it's uncomfortable. And like, man, at the end of the day, all you have to do is not pretend like something is not happening in the room if it is. And if somebody else, especially if, if somebody, if you're not the one who's comfortable speaking up every time something happens, that's cool. But you got to do something. And especially if somebody else speaks up, all you have to do is be like, actually, I kind of agree with that person. You're being a dick. Like, that's that's it. That person is already. And if nobody else did that, it's a lot harder to be that person who speaks up. It's a lot harder if nobody, if you look around the room and go like, I know that a lot of you people agree with me. You're just afraid to, to say something to this person who's being loudly wrong. Right. There are more of us. There are more people who care than people who don't, regardless of what the propaganda is telling you. So just when you see somebody doing it, if you, even if you can't be the person who does it, just back them up for real. Bill, I really like what you said about like, I get, I get that it's uncomfortable, like, but you kind of have to, because one of the things that I, I like to say is it's good to be a little uncomfortable all mm-hmm. the time because things are bad. The, the like, world's not good right now. Right, and you, you know it. Feel shitty. Feel shitty enough to do something. Yeah, if you're feeling yeah. good, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> if you're feeling comfortable right now, you might be a Nazi. <laughs> or, or you're just or you're just so comfortable ignoring shit. And maybe it's time for you to stop ignoring shit. And it's gonna hurt. And it should hurt. Should we do the second question? Yeah. Should I keep going? Kat, would you like to read the second question? Oh, oh, what an honor. I wasn't Aww. prepared. <laughs> I literally don't have a screen in front of me. <laughs> Well, that's why I went with cats. Yeah. I mean, I could put, okay. Hi, Jen and Tren. I've had some uncomfortable experiences with one of my closest friends recently. While not white herself, she grew up in an upper upper class white family and has kind of never had to worry about money in a serious sense. This is not a bad thing, and I'm certainly not saying she doesn't suffer from unfair disadvantages in other ways. But I find it frustrating when she doesn't seem to realize the blinding privilege she has in some circumstances. The most recent instance of this of this came when she privately discussed another mutual friend of ours who is going through an extremely tough time and might lose her housing. 
My friend proceeded to tell me how she muted this mutual friend of ours because her post on, the, on social media came off as whiny to her. She also described the social media post as triggering, which particularly made me bristle. <laughs> I understand posts about depression can legitimately be an issue for some and absolutely mute away if that is the case. However, from everything else she said about this person and others she had complaints about, this isn't about actual emotional trauma and more that she is annoyed or is misusing the word. Can I and should I talk about this with her? Is there a way to bring this up without minimizing the struggles she does have from being a minority woman? First, I don't think people really say minority anymore. Yeah, I just felt weird coming out of my mouth as a black woman. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that might be a place for you to start, Asker. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I know what you're trying to say. I hope hope that you're just trying to use, like, the most correct term and it just so happened you overcorrected. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you oversteered a little bit there. And that's totally cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, minorities still exist. People, (laughs) there are people who are in various minorities. But, like, when you say minority people, I think you mean, like, people of color. Yeah. But that's not a catch-all for that. And the other thing is that I think it's just more exact to say marginalized because sure. like mm-hmm. when you're talking about like women right. are a marginalized group right. but they, but they are actually the majority are more of people. people. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's true. Right. Good point, good point. Like I literally, I made the change and then I didn't think anything about it and like I was like, you know what? I, I've heard marginalized is right. I'm not going to think about it. And so like I just, that's how <laughs> I made the switch. So I can't even like pat myself on the back for knowing that. Uh, anyway. You, in, in, your, in your question, you had a piece of the answer. You already know. Yes. That like, yeah, like you don't want to minimize this person's uh, experience of their own life, but they're also misusing the term, and you know they are the term. The term triggered, triggered yeah. specifically mm-hmm. when when you put that out when you said when you said that part question asker. I just want you to know uh, that yeah yeah that's the first thing I thought when you started talking about this person is like they're oh I'm triggered because this person's saying things about their life that are hard and that's depressing and I don't want to be faced with depressing things but that isn't necessarily the same as saying like this is reminding me of a thing that happened in my life that I can't that I can't get away from and I don't want someone to push that back onto me that's a different thing than I just don't want to hear anybody else's problems because I don't (laughs) care that much about them (laughs) you made me feel a little bad is very different yeah. from and triggers. You know what? Yes. You know what? For real, if you don't want to hear this person's problems and you want to mute them because of that, that's totally cool, but don't make it about you. Right. That's mm-hmm. not you. That's, that's ultimately, that's fine and it makes you a little callous. And that's okay. You don't have to always take in everybody. I'm a lightning rod, but and I take in everybody's emotional state all the time. It does not always help my life. Yeah. So I yeah. get it, yep. but I can't help it. If you don't want to do that, I totally get it, but don't fucking put that on them. That is not cool. That person is about to literally lose their house and you've never had to think about where your house is going to be tomorrow. So don't say that they're triggering you because they're actually going through something real. Right. Because they're not talking to you. They're just talking. (laughs) Right. And I I totally agree with you. They're like, if you need to mute somebody that is like bringing you down, there's really only so much human pain that we all can absorb at one time before we go insane. And we're already all taking in a lot more than we're supposed to be right now. Absolutely. But to, but you're right. I, th- I, I totally agree with you that the problem is you have made this about you when you say I am triggered rather than it really bums me out. So I think that we've all we all agree that the friend of the asker in question is making some moves that make us feel a little bit, I don't know, uh, judgmental of her. 
And you yeah, know, I'm judgmental. I'm a bitch. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'll say it out loud. I'm a judgy bitch. <laughs> but and and ultimately, though, like the question is, can I and should I talk about this with her? You absolutely should talk to yeah. her about it because this is something that can make a create a wedge in your friendship. I just remember I've had so many friendships where I've let like one or two things go, and then I start to see my friends in a bad light, and then it just drives me further and further until like next thing I know I'm ghosting them so I don't do that anymore because my therapist and I have been working <laughs> on it for the last year fuck yeah therapy um, <laughs> hell yeah therapy and I also don't think that by you're gonna minimize her specific struggles as a woman of color by like by saying hey this is like you're misusing kind of me. this term yeah you're misusing this term like your friend kind of just sounds like a jerk. I don't... Your friend sounds like they're judgmental without being empathic. Yes. Yes. And I call myself a judgy bitch, but I'm also literally in a podcast about how to help people. Like, I'm I'm empathic, but I just don't... I don't give people a lot of quarter for being bad without actually thinking about why they're bad. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. If if your friend doesn't want to, like, think about what they're talking about before they say it then it is perfectly within everybody's rights around them to be like, you need to listen to yourself when you talk because you sound like a jerk. Like you sound like a person who's being judgmental without actually hearing anything. I feel like a tiny light bulb went up over my head. Okay. Oh. I'd like to to, br- to say this and you tell me what you think. Okay. I feel that perhaps the asker is overcomplicating this. Mm. That the problem is your friend is not being empathetic. Your friend mm-hmm. is uh, is uh, privileged in a sense of class and mm-hmm. um, and right. access to resources and right. money, mm-hmm. and you are complicating this with being like, "But can I say something not nice to a woman of color?" <laughs> I know? think that's probably what it is. To, yeah, like talk to her yeah. like a fucking human, right? And a fucking human would probably. I think want to know when they're being a dick. Yeah. I think that though, I think that though, maybe the reason why this asker is saying that is because they know their friend. What do you mean by that? They know their friend would say, uh, what are you saying to me? Right. I'm, uh, I'm not, I don't have class problems. I'm black. You can't even fucking say that. It's like, well, yeah, but you're adopted into a rich white family and you don't think about it. Like, like if you, I, yeah. I I get the feeling this person's dancing around the fact that they know this person that 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 their friend the asker knows that their friend will be petty. Man, you learn so much about how this might be a quote from Harry Potter, embarrassingly, but like how how people <laughs> treat embarrassing though on this show how how people how people treat people that are of no use to them, right? Yeah. Or how like how Solid. they how they treat people that are uh, struggling in a way that they can't understand. Yes. Like if this person was like lost a parent or something, that'd be mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I feel so bad for you. But because it's class related to income, mm-hmm. housing, money, capitalism, they're probably like, what did they do? Right. Are they there's like the bad assumption. at their job? Yeah. There's like, the assumption that, well, you just didn't pull your bootstraps hard right. enough, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just say bootstraps, bitch. It's just, it's just funny. It just is. It's my job. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, t- talk to your friend if you if you want this person to be better for real. Talk to them. If you don't, don't feel that bad of saying like this person's kind of actually judgy and shitty, and I don't want that in my life. Like that's mm-hmm. something I don't want to deal with. Just like they don't have to deal with the friend who's losing their home, yeah. you don't have to deal with them being shitty about it. Yes, and if you kind of if you're kind of afraid to talk about this, 
you can just be like, hey, I'm really uncomfortable when you talk about our mutual friend. Let's just like not talk about it. like what she's going through is fucked up. It's kind of weird that you don't have any empathy for others. But uh, let's not talk about her because I feel I feel gross when you say icky things about her. Yeah. Like you like close that's the door all on I'm, it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. That could be all it has to be. Like, it right. makes me feel weird when you. You don't necessarily have way. to change them, but just let them know like right. this ain't cool. And right. it's making me uncomfortable. Right. Totally. And if you don't see that, then we should just not talk about it anymore. Or you or. could break up with them. <laughs> right. That's like one of the things we say on the show a lot is like sometimes you just have to talk to somebody as though they are a rational person mm-hmm. and do the thing that is is the correct thing to do in your case. Mm-hmm. And and maybe they will act irrationally, but that's not on you. You did the due diligence of trying. Yep. yep. Yeah. Do we have anything to add? I feel like that was like really open and shut. I feel like you slammed you, cat in particular. We're just like <laughs> donezo. Yeah, yeah, that was really, really I think good. That was good. So now, question three. If you don't mind, I would love to read this one. I think that would be appropriate. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it would be. It would be appropriate. Because <laughs> the first line is context. I am a white lady. <laughs> when my black friends complain to me about white people, what's the best way for me to respond? I'm honestly glad that they feel comfortable enough around me to do it, but I get worried that I should be doing a better job. I've already learned that I shouldn't say things like, I'm sorry about us, uh, but more things like, this sounds terrible. Right now, I've been incorporating more like, yeah, and fuck, and ugh, help? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Okay, first first and foremost, uh, read that second sentence again. When my black friends complain to me about white people, what's the best way for me to respond? Uh, the, fact, a, the fact that you're thinking about it, great. Good instincts. Yes. Uh, wait, I meant the third sentence. The one right after <laughs> that one. I'm, I'm honestly glad that they feel comfortable enough around me to do it. Say that. That's oh. the answer. Oh. I feel, I'm, I feel. Trin and I, were yeah. so, as white women, were so soothed by that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, I, oh, I, as, a per, as a person who is genderqueer, but not necessarily, like, super presenting as, like, I'm not trans. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not, like, uh, uh, I don't generally dress in a lot of drag. I'm a pretty androgynous person overall. But, like. I have broad shoulders and I'm almost six feet. I'm five eleven, not t- not tender five eleven. Actually, five eleven. <laughs> tender five eleven, which means five eight. Yeah. Uh, and, and even though I consider myself a queer person, I, I consider my relationships queer. Even though I date femmes, that just is a lot more people than it used to be, right? Yeah, I'm right. Uh, and so I find myself in spaces where people are talking about queer issues, just like a regular thing and like I'm included in that and I often find myself just saying like you know I just feel really great that you guys are even having this conversation with me in the room or that you've invited me on to this show that's supposed to be all queer people because like I have to explain what my queerness is it doesn't just like present right away so the fact that you understand that and that you do feel like genuinely like I that it it means something about their comfort level with me that they're having this conversation about these people around me that I'm not necessarily doing the things that they're complaining about so they feel okay to say it to me expressing that to them would reinforce that comfort level for them saying hey just so you guys know I don't have like I don't have input necessarily but I just feel really glad that you feel comfortable enough to talk about this around me and that I wouldn't say something fucked up. So thank you for doing that. Oh, that made me a little bit weepy because I've had a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, have an, I have another beer sitting here, but I don't have an opener in the room. So I do. Oh my, you do? Yes. Um, also, this is completely off topic, but you keep on saying I own a penis, which makes it sound like it's not attached to you. <laughs> well, I mean, 
I don't necessarily. Attached to someone else. There are plenty of people who own penises who <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I are have, male and plenty uh, who are not. I have a battery-operated one. Like, uh-huh. I mean, yeah. Well, no, I mean, there are plenty of people who own penises who consider themselves male and plenty who, own, right. who have penises attached to their body who don't. Just like there are plenty of people who are male who would say, I own a penis. It's in my drawer at home. Right. Or I well, don't own well, a penis. We're on the same page. We're on the same yeah. page. It's there. just when you say own, it tickles me because it sounds like a piece of farm equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and I own a tractor. It is, <laughs> it is a piece of farm equipment. What do you mean? Oh my God. What do you mean? Uh, you you use, use it to plow. plow. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> I definitely feel like. Billy is the gen of this situation, <laughs> and I am the cat. Like, I really feel like, like we have the similar vibe, right. and mm. you two have the similar vibe. I can see that. Je- June Jen babies, does make a lot of the jokes July on your babies. Oh. Yeah, you guys did a lot of oh. finger guns at each other, which is like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The Gemini, the Cancer. Actually, yeah. I think I'm they're both cancer. cancer. Yeah, oh, we're, yeah. all can- we're all Cancer. <laughs> we're all Cancer here. But they're June, so oh, they're little, mm-hmm. they're cuspy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is. Cuspy. Yeah. Cuspy. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about astrology again. I'm not even into okay, whatever. Let's keep going. You know, yeah. I'm not into it super okay, like who this we we go off topic on friendshiping on the normal. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um so trust me, going off topic, not a problem for yes. me. Yes. I I respect people who are into astrology. I I identify as my astrological sign. I think I'm very much cancer. But at the same time, I also know that it's like kind of fake. Yeah. It's not. Okay. How about this? It is not evidence-based science. I would say the best thing I could say about astrology as a person who's come around because I'm very science. I was a very science-oriented little boy. Something about it rings true even to me so maybe it's a shorthand for something that i just don't understand yet and there's also like plenty of so i'm sure there hasn't been like any like studies about this but like it could be that the time of year you were born does affect your personality that's what i mean that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah. Yeah. the moon affects your body in in serious ways over the course of the month and i don't even have a period and i'm saying that (laughs) weather weather also changes Personalities, yeah. So especially so the like time the of end the of year. seasons, yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah there yeah, has yeah. to be something to it, and maybe I just don't understand what it fucking is. But this shorthand that people are using rings true enough where I'm gonna give them some room to do it. Is all is how I look at it these right. days. Yeah. I'm not a witch, but I I know a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I just I don't I find astrology to be like a benign oddity that I don't. Yeah. Really care. It's like fine, whatever. I like, don't. I don't totally. believe in it. But like, I can think of so many other things I could critique you, the world about. It's Real. like <laughs> right. I told, and you are into chiropractory. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, "Ooh, we witch doctor," and it's like, it's kind of saving my life, honestly. It's like, whoever, who gives a shit if you feel better? Yeah, that's such a good right, point. Yeah, right. yeah, that's exactly a really good comparison trend. Like, some people are like, you can't trust all any chiropractor, and it's like, really? Because like, I used to, I used to be in pain 100 percent of the time, and now I'm never in pain. And there's a, a lot to be said about okay, people are like, oh, it's psychosomatic. Who cares if it makes if you it feel better? Works, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> like. I don't right. give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, trick me. Trick yeah. me into feeling amazing. Yeah, yeah. Do, the, do it. Do it. Do it. Trick mm. my brain. So let's just say in the moment. So you, I, mm-hmm. I love what you said. Like, acknowledge the fact that this is a closeness between you and your friend. Mm-hmm. But I can understand being in this situation and feeling like you should say something. Right. You know, because it's a conversation, you know, like no matter what level of venting something is, you are present and you are there. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like um so what maybe we'll talk about like some good some good words 
that would be good. Or things to avoid. Things to avoid, too. So so this person uh, mentions, I shouldn't say things like, I'm sorry about us, but more things like, this sounds terrible. Is there a way that you would edit either of those sentences to be more impactful or helpful? So I'm glad that uh, the listener, writer, Asker. Asker. I'm glad that the asker stopped saying sorry about us because in a way they make it a little bit about themselves when like their yeah. friend just wants to be heard really bad what what, what? I, I have that problem really oh, bad yeah. when talking about what uh, mostly about gender issues. I'm like, why yeah. are men? Why are men like this? Why so, are we? What is this? Why, so like, why are men? Maybe this is because it's gender or whatever, but like we've had those conversations before. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, be, especially because you're genderqueer, I, I like when you are like, fuck men. Like, why men? Why are they the worst? Uh, so, so I get that instinct is what I'm saying from yeah. that person. Yeah. There's nothing inherently, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with saying that, but if it doesn't make that person feel any better or if it makes them more uncomfortable or like you're like trying to win brownie points when they're just trying to vent to you, right, then yeah, right. it's good that you've that you saw that and had I had to get yelled at by it, about it. So <laughs> What did they say? Um, it was just a person who was just like, that's not why, listen, like just listen to me. Yeah, stop, exactly, yeah. Stop trying to head me off uh, was the thing that they said. So- that's a you're so far ahead of the game, homie. Just for the record, <laughs> but, but your question is worded in a way that tells me that you are already doing a lot. Um, so good, good job first. Uh, but but you can be better. Something I learned a lot of years ago as a, a formerly an IT person who's very solution oriented is that when someone tells you their problem it, and it's not your job, your actual job mm-hmm. to fix it, maybe they're not looking for a fix. Right. Yeah. And if you feel like you have to fix it or say something that makes it better, that's more about maybe you and where you're standing and your level of being able to sit in your discomfort than it is about that person actually asking you for your help. Um, maybe just listening to them because they, they trust you is the help. Yeah, I think me and my best friend, um, we've been best friends for uh, like 12 years now. And something that we do before we vent to each other, we, we, I, if he's ready to vent, I'll ask, do you want advice or do you just want me to listen? That's real. And we always just like tell each other right before and then do it and do the thing. And it's just amazing and perfect. And I works wonders. Just his like sympathetic just groans like, ugh. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you Gross. need or all you need or all someone can offer. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just have to say like, and that really sucks. I'm sorry that you're going through that. And that's all I yeah. can say. Yeah. It's interesting because um, so when you're talking about something um, as ingrained and pervasive as um, racial biases in America, mm-hmm. um, saying something like, do you want help or do you want me to listen? Is, like that, that question is almost moot because it's like, you can't help. You can't mm-hmm. fix. There's, you, you can't fix. I tend to get fixy and this is nothing you can get fixy about. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, I mean, so maybe even saying something like, I am here for you for as long as you want to vent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that sound... Yeah. As long as, well, I mean, don't say it like you just said it. I, don't, I know that <laughs> oh. you were saying it like as a piece of advice to this asker, but like if you said, don't say it like Trin just said oh, it. Oh, be like, dude, as long as you want to vent, yeah. I am right fucking yeah. here. Just so you know, I, I might not have a whole lot to add because I don't know that I can, right. but I'm 
not I'm not uncomfortable. You give me give me all of this if you need to. Right. I think that's fair. But like, don't try really hard to sound sincere because if you say it right. in a way that doesn't <laughs> yeah. sound totally sincere, it's like uh, I'll be here as long as you need to keep venting. No, it sounds no, no, no. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, ultimately, I really am. I'm happy that these askers came to us with these questions, you Mm -hmm. know, like, I mean, there's some things that you can kind of forge ahead on your own and like try and figure out and piece together. Um, But I feel like the the very act of asking for opinions and perspectives and like trying to get more information and doing the correct thing. I mean, that's a really good human instinct. Yeah. Chase that, in my opinion. Yeah. Chase that. And and, that feeling. And oh, this is good. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, do it. Work, okay, to this specific asker, but to all of these askers in general, work on this in therapy if you can. If you if you are in therapy, um, especially the, the is not really even about the racial aspect of it, but, but this asker is saying, like, I'm struggling with knowing when to give advice or whether my advice is going to be appropriate to the people that are talking to me about their problems. It seems like these are very personal friendship issues that we are making bigger. Mm -hmm. So for example, like the second question is your friend's kind of being a dick about your friend who has no money. That, Mm -hmm. that I understand why it's complicated by your view of race, but at the end of the day, you really just need to talk to your friend like a person, you know? And then the last question about like, my friend's complaining to me, what can I say that's helpful? Well, ultimately, whenever your friends is, is venting, that's a gift that they're giving you. They're Mm -hmm. giving you their perspective. They are telling you what's important to them. And what you do back is you ask them what they want and what they need. And then if, if that's totally unclear, then it's just like nodding. Um, so, so really I, for, uh, and the second part of that is thank you both for coming onto the show and offering your perspective. Uh, I, I really feel like Let's think about this on a human level first and then a worldwide level second and keep both of those perspectives in mind, maybe. I feel like all three of these askers are doing something important. And it seems obvious to probably our listeners because I think we have a pretty we have nice, nice people listening to our show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, smart people, good taste in podcasts. <laughs> uh, people that recognize that they have privilege and, and bias. And I, you know, it's. You didn't ask for it, but you got it. It's yours. And ignoring the privilege you have in society is is embarrassing at best and like can have fatal consequences at worst. Uh so I'm it's it's good to hear that people like recognize their uh Oof, their privilege. Real as hell what you just said. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry. No. Everyone need a sip of beer. You no, it's good. You no, it's fine. Um, I love it. But the next, you, you have to do more than acknowledging it. I think you have to. It's what what it changed. I'm snapping. Yay! What, what changes are you making in your life? Um. One of my favorite quotes is like the way you treat people is also political. Like the way every time you gather in a group of people, that's political. The mm-hmm. way you talk around your Thanksgiving table is important and political. Mm-hmm. So it's not enough just to listen to this show. It's also what changes are you making? And if you don't know where to start, do what we did and uh, ask ask our smart people of color friends. <laughs> yeah, but also don't assume that <laughs> they want to talk. That they that want they to give lessons. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's the thing I wanted to say yeah. when we were taking a break. I was, thought, I was thinking in the bathroom as I do. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, so just for the record, all of you people listening who happen to be white, uh, white, um, we are two black people. <laughs> We're two yes. out of however many of us yes. there are in the world at any given point. Like, we don't know everything. <laughs> like, and 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 not and just because we say a thing doesn't mean that another person would agree with it. Um, remember that. That's yeah. all I was gonna say. Yeah. There's no consensus that. how to best act as a member of a marginalized group. Mm-hmm. Or how to react to members of a marginalized group. Right. Because it's not a monoculture. Mono We're not all the same. We don't all act the same or react the same. So 
But we also, keep thinking about it, though. Keep keep thinking about it. But on that note, I want to be also very clear that we invited you guys on uh, to do this, which, again, thank you for being here, because yeah. this is absolutely your vector of the Internet is talking about the garbage that we're all steeping in and having to unlearn. So first, as we said, you don't get points for acknowledging that you're privileged. You don't have to verbally state it or uh, present it to anyone. You just have to be a good person and use that knowledge to be a good person and to give space and to give voice to people of color or people in any marginalized, underrepresented community. The point that you just made is really quite excellent. Okay. <laughs> like just the idea of of amplifying and saying like, hey, like I'm taking up too much space. Would you right. like some of it? Right. Yes. Cool. Well, this has been Friendshipping and Unlearned with Jen, Trin, Kat, and Bill. Hey. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at do friendship and at unlearned underscore shy. Mm-hmm. C-H-I. Yes. If you are not from Chicago and you don't know that that is how that word is spelled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Do. It's not like uh, it's yeah. not like unlearned and we don't know how to be social. It's right. like we're in Chicago. <laughs> unlearned underscore C-H-I. Do you, uh, do you have a, a website that I should point people to? Unlearnedpodcast.com and if possible, write to us at unlearned podcast at gmail.com for all your race-based, gender-based, all marginalized questions that you would like to unlearn or just even think about just a little bit. Yeah. And I'm sure there are black people or people of color who listen to this. You guys I like, listen to the show. Yeah, I listen to it too. <laughs> so yeah. that's two. That's two. Well, we also acknowledge that like. There's crossover is what I'm there's saying. There's definitely going to be crossover. But the reality is there's a ton of white people. I say the, the word nigga a lot in that, in that <laughs> podcast. I only said it once here and I waited until the end. Don't cut this out. We're not going to bleep it. Okay. Like It's fine. It's okay. fine. It's a word. We say it to each other. Okay. All the Tumblr ladies listening to this are like, oh, my stars. That's okay. You they can said, you can feel uncomfortable with it. Sit in your uncomfortableness. Yes. And also, if you want to email us your questions about friendship um, of all sorts of friendships, then please do. We are at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Alex Cox for all of your hard work on the studio. We really kind of uh, had some problems today. So thanks, Alex. Um, thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Kat and Bill for being on the show. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. Can we, do you want to do another one, in, but take a break beforehand so yeah. I can, I've had, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. if you, we should put this on Instagram, how many beverages of- are on this table <laughs> right yeah. now? I put all the beverages on. I think it, all of us have at least one. Most of us have two. I have or to more. take a pedal break. I have oh. three. So, <laughs> and I've drank.